Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today we are joined by Liv who opened the first ever mental fitness studio. So if you're like me and you don't know what that means, it's more than just meditation. It's more than just mindfulness. It's really aligning our movement with our breathing, with our intentions and bringing it all together. Liv can explain it a lot better than I can. But what I love about today's episode is when we talk about mindfulness, it's usually everything in the moment. Like when you're going through a hard time, you can be more resilient. When you're working towards a goal, you can be more dedicated and you can persevere, right? Like these are all the traits that we think of when we're actually acting on them. But what we talk about today is how we can be proactive in our mindfulness. Like how can we build up our resilience before we get to that happening? How do we build up our perseverance or our presentness? How do we build these up when we're not actually in the moment? And so I think that you're going to get a lot out of today's conversation. It's something that I had never really thought about before. Maybe you've never thought about before. But before we get started, I have some very exciting news. So if you are located in the Boston area or you ever plan on visiting Boston, Live Your Personal Best is now going to be doing live recordings. So right on Newberry Street, there is a Lululemon, and I'm so excited to say that I am partnering with Lululemon to bring this podcast into in-person events. The first event is going to be about promoting physical activity for mental well-being, the realities of mental illness, and using exercise to shift your perspective. So I'll be recording it live. You can come in person. It will also be uploaded on the podcast later if you are not local. But if you're interested in this, make sure that you're following along on Instagram. It's at liveyourpb. That way you can be updated so you can get your tickets. Make sure you see behind the scenes, all of that. And with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we are joined by Liv. She's the CEO and founder of Liberate, which is the first ever mental fitness studio. She ties together her deep knowledge of mind-body connection with open energy and a positive attitude to offer meaningful mindfulness classes at Liberate. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Me too. Thank you so much. What a good way to almost start the weekend. <laughs> I know. So 
You know, I have to start off. This is the first ever mental fitness studio. So how did you come across this idea for it? It was really inspired by the immense, you know, resources for physical fitness in the US. I grew up really focused on physical fitness. And when I moved to LA after school, I was going to Pilates and Barry Soup Camp and Soul Cycle and every single boutique physical fitness studio you could find. I was there six days a week. And I really loved the environment. I loved the culture. I always felt really empowered to work on my well-being when I walked in. I knew that there was a community of other people who also were prioritizing their physical well-being. And it felt really, you know, safe and energizing. And I recognized that nothing like that existed for my mind. My options when I wanted to work on my mental well-being were to do a meditation app by myself or to go to therapy by myself. And both of those resources have been really valuable for me and are valuable for so many people, but they're also, or they can be really isolating environments where I walk into a soul cycle class and I'm high-fived by 40 people and I'm proud to be there. And it's like a badge of honor. And there wasn't the same, you know, pride around working on our mental well-being. There's definitely still a stigma that we're working on breaking around prioritizing your mental health. So my goal was to create an environment like the soul cycle of mindfulness. So we can come in and really focus on our mental well-being rather than it being a byproduct of a physical fitness workout and leave with stronger mental muscles like courage and gratitude and resilience and these muscles that we can't necessarily see, but we can really feel. And so they, you know, they need just as much focus as our biceps and triceps. Yeah, no, I love that because I'm a huge lover of the fitness studios and going to group fitness classes. But yeah, I find with my yoga right now, you know, it's a really good place to go to when I want to be connected with myself or if I want to be more grounded. But you're right, like there's no social aspect, like the room is silent after the words. So I think that you know, you're trying to create a community around it too is very interesting. And people always said too, when I first moved to LA, they're like, go up to the nice looking woman in yoga class and ask her to coffee. And I'm like, nobody does that. (laughs) It's a very zen. And if you do good for you, but it's, you know, you go and you do your practice and you leave and there's no interaction and, and there's no, you know, real communal experience out of it, except for the fact that, you know, you're all breathing together, which is really powerful in its own right. But with Liberate, we're moving, we're journaling, we're having conversation and connecting and we're meditating. So you've made, you know, 10 new friends or however many people are in the class by the end of it. And you feel really connected as a community, which just encourages you to continue the practice because you feel really supported in it. Yeah. So that kind of brings me into my next question too. So it sounds like liberate and mental fitness is more than just meditation. So what else makes up mental fitness and these like mental exercises? Great question. We created our Liberate Method with a mental performance coach. So we use proven mindfulness modalities for a dynamic mental workout. We start with intention setting. We move into mindful movement, which is typically stretches you can do at your desk just to help connect mind, body, and breath as one. And then we journal. We're the only fitness studio that uses journaling as an exercise. There are so many proven benefits of 
increasing patience, creativity, boosting your mood, memory, relationships, you name it through the practice of journaling. So we focus on that and then we hold space for conversation. It's always an opportunity for people to connect more deeply with themselves and then share with the group as well if they're comfortable. It's never an obligation, but it's always an option. And then we ground the entire practice with a meditation. So you let everything you just worked on sink into your being and it's really dynamic in that we're spending just enough time with each modality that you're getting the benefits of it. And then we're moving on before you get bored or overwhelmed because meditation isn't for everyone. Yoga isn't for everyone. And we get that. So we want you to be able to get enough of it that it's enjoyable without, you know, overdoing it. Yeah, definitely. Because when you say, you know, like a meditation class and you think like, okay, that's an hour then that I'm like sitting in silence, right? Like that seems right very overwhelming. Um, but, you know, using all these different skills, you know, those are things that you can use then later in the day or days that you don't go, you know, it's just kind of like building skills, just like you would in a gym. Exactly. And that's the goal we work with. You know, most of the work we do, which we were talking about earlier is virtual. And we work with a lot of companies. The goal with every class we lead is to give you tangible tools that you can take with you into work and into personal life so that the class doesn't stop, you know, when the time is up, you're continuing to build the muscles in your mind based on what we did in class for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, you know, whatever really resonated with you, you can keep building it outside of class, which is really cool. Yeah. So I guess, you know, when you go to a gym, the outcome of the class is a lot easier, right? Like you kind of go in knowing what you want to improve at, if it's strength, if it's endurance, whatever it might be, what's kind of the outcome of going to a mental fitness class? We focus on five key mental muscles. The themes of our classes are get present, get courageous, get grateful, get proud, which is self-love, compassion, things like that, and then get resilient. So depending on what you're going through, you know, if you're a community member and you're using our on-demand library, you can choose to take our Get Confident course because you're like, man, I'm in a mental rut and the narrative in my head is not so great. So I'm going to take this Get Confident course. We have a journaling PDF course that's all journaling prompts for how to feel more present at work and in life. And so if you feel like you're super scatterbrained, you're having a hard time focusing or being productive, you can kind of choose that adventure. So you can personalize it to what you feel like you really need in the moment. But honestly, we could all stand to feel more grateful and more resilient and work out all the muscles. So no matter what class you go to, you are going to walk away with new knowledge and new connection. Um, We really focus on those five key mental muscles is that's where, you know, the mental performance coach that we partnered with and other experts that we talked to really recognize the greatest opportunity for growth. And I'd say, (laughs) yeah, no, you're naming those different things. I was like, I think I could improve on all of those. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, same. It's a constant work in progress. Yeah, no, that's so interesting to like, think about the whole process of it, right? Because even I find myself like a pretty mindful person and I find myself like pretty connected but I don't specialize like, okay, today I'm going to focus more on resilience or today I'm going to focus more on gratitude. They almost just kind of come by as byproducts. So it's so interesting, you know, like switching it as in like, I am spending the next hour to work on this one skill. And I mean, as an athlete, like think about it, you do that with your physical training, today's cardio, today's abs, today's arms. And it's, it's a similar concept, but for our mental muscles, really. 
Yeah. Cause like with journaling, you know, there's different like prompts that you could follow, or even if you just journal about your day, or there's like the five minute journal, or you name like things that you're grateful for that day, but you can very much just get into that same mindset or not mindset, but just the same rhythm of focusing on the same thing and only strengthening one part of your mental fitness. Whereas, yeah, as you said, with you know, breaking up your days at the gym, like you have your leg day, you have your arm day, like how you have it split. You can do that though with your mental health too. Yeah. And we really think about it like a proactive practice. You know, you're not, you don't only work on resilience when you're going through a really tough time. Ideally you strengthen your resilience muscle before the tough time. So that when, you know, stuff happens, you recognize that you can handle anything and you're able to use the strength of your resilience muscle to make it through Versus that tough time happened, you've never strengthened resilience and you're like, oh my gosh, you can't handle this. And it feels much more difficult. So we really emphasize like, you know, you don't have to wait for something to be wrong. You don't have to wait to feel scattered to get present. You don't have to wait to feel negative to get grateful. There are exercises and muscles that we can proactively train to help us out. Yeah, no, exactly. I love that point. And so I know, you know, with your own past, you had mentioned before, you know, you had stress in your life and anxiety in your life. So were the things that you're teaching with mindfulness, meditation, journaling, is that something that you found on your own earlier? Um, Is this things that you practice on your own one-on-one too? Yeah, both. I had a really tough time in college with stress and anxiety and then moving out to LA after school. I was employee number one at a startup. So I was you know, had a lot of responsibilities at work. I was trying to find my footing post grad, which is can feel very overwhelming. And then, you know, I was in a new city looking to make friends and find a community. And I just felt so stressed and anxious and lonely. And no amount of Barry's boot camp or Soul Cycle, love them, was leaving me feeling like I had the confidence to, you know, make it through my days and I had the presence that I really needed to do well at work. And so, in kind of a last ditch effort, I was like, okay, you're going to start meditating more because you're freaking out. And we're going to go to, and we're going to go to yoga classes at night and just breathe and be with our bodies. And I started to feel more comfortable with that. And I was really seeking out mindfulness. So I was Googling journaling prompts and I was reading every article and there weren't nearly as many then as there are now about, you know, self-care tips and how to, how to practice mindfulness and things like that. Because mindfulness is, you know, scientifically proven to create more calm and to boost your mood and things like that. So I figured if I gave it a real effort, maybe it could help me. And to my shock, I started to feel much better, more calm, more capable, you know, issues that came up at work wouldn't feel like the end of the world to me. I felt just much stronger in my own skin. It's really a recognition of your own self-worth and your own power and that you can handle anything that comes your way. That's what those practices did for me. So it was really that moment where I was like, why can't I go do this in a gym with other people and and make friends and feel connected? Why do I have to meditate on an app and then find a yoga studio and then Google journaling props? Like this doesn't feel efficient. So that was really what was the inspiration behind it all probably about three years ago. Yeah, no, it's like, okay, how can I go to a boot camp class, but then find people that are also interested, you know, in the same mindfulness aspect. And so I'd love to hear too, what does your fitness look like now? Like, do you find yourself still going just as often or has it kind of been replaced? What does that look like? I definitely don't go to studios as often. I think that was partially liberate and partially COVID-19 just 
you know, they weren't open in LA and I got really hooked on Peloton. Admittedly, I don't even have a bike. I just use the app. I use the app for strength workouts or runs. I have always had this love hate relationship with running where I feel really proud after I do it. And I never feel particularly strong before or after. So I try to run a couple times a week just to, to improve that relationship and nurture that relationship. And then I do a ton of yoga. I do a lot of walking and I meditate every day. I, I don't journal every day. I journal a couple times a week. It's whenever I'm in a ride, I'm having negative self-talk or I'm struggling with something. I'll be like, okay, we need to reframe. Let's journal. Let's break out some prompts because I know that's really powerful and personally shifting my mindset. Um, but honestly, above all other workouts, like I say hiking and walking at this point are just really energizing and kind of refueling for me to be in nature as opposed to being in a dark studio with blasting music and heavy bags, which again, I love and I'll still do sometimes like what a plotty studio sometimes, but being in nature kind of trumps all for me at this point. Yeah, no, especially being in California, you definitely have the weather for it and the sun for it. And then this question that I love to ask my guests is, you know, from an outside perspective, it kind of looks like, you know, my guests have everything put together. It's like, oh my gosh, like her meditation must be perfect and her mindfulness must be perfect. So I love to ask, like, what is one thing that you're currently trying to work on in your routine? So first of all, there is no such thing as being good or bad at meditation, perfect or imperfect. My mind is constantly wandering during meditation and I've done it every single day for years. It's you know, everything's a work in progress. So I definitely am not (laughs) perfect in any of those ways. Something I'm really working on is just that positive self-talk. Honestly, that goes into our get proud theme. Like I said, it's a lot of compassion, self-love, confidence, things like that. And being an entrepreneur, being a solo founder, practicing mindfulness, leading mindfulness, it's easy to be, you know, your toughest critic and never feel like anything is good enough. And so I'm working on a lot of reframing of that was really good. Like this is progress. Micro steps are a huge deal and we're celebrating. Like we don't have to, you know, create or change the world in a day. We just have to make progress every day and working on that narrative versus the narrative of nothing ever being good enough is something that, you know, I think probably a lot of people deal with, but personally right now it's just, it ebbs and flows for me. And right now I'm in one of those moments where I'm really working on the reframe. Yeah, no, I love that. Especially, you know, being ambitious woman, like it feels like we're always striving for something more, always striving for something new. And so, you know, kind of being proud of yourself with where you're at now. I love that whole theme of like being proud. Yes. Yeah. And it ties into the get present theme. I mean, it really ties into all of them. Grateful, resilient, (laughs) you name it, but it ties into get present too, because I feel like when we're thinking nothing's ever good enough, it's because we're looking into the future or we're thinking about the past and where we were, as opposed to just being, okay, this is the moment. This is the only moment that exists. And this moment is good. And if I didn't compare it to anything else, I would be content. So it's, it's definitely just continuing to strengthen those muscles and get really swole mentally with my presence and pride. I love that. Even just that simple reframe right there of like, if I don't compare it to anything else, like I can be happy with this, right? Because I always think I compare like, oh, well, what if in the future it's going to be better? Or in the future, what if it looks like this? And it's like, well, no, like, what about right now? Like, are you happy with it right now? Exactly. Yeah. If you didn't compare it to anything else, would it be good? Yes. 
So that's it. You know, that should be the end of the conversation. And it, it takes work, but that's something I'm focusing on. Yeah, I love that. And so if someone's listening to this and they've never really gone into, you know, trying to be more mindful, trying to work on this mental fitness, what is your first piece of advice for them? Take a baby step toward whatever feels safest and most comfortable for you. You don't have to sit and meditate for 10 minutes. You don't have to do a 60 minute yoga class, you know, try breathing without looking at your phone or doing anything for 30 seconds. And then the next time you try it, close your eyes and you can take these really small steps and they might feel big to you, but there's no one right way to approach mindfulness. The first thing you do could be open up your journal or get a piece of paper and write down three things you like about yourself or three things you're grateful for. And then tomorrow you could add the why behind them and really just take it at a a pace that feels right to you and go for the lowest hanging fruit. Don't be like, Oh, Oh, mindful people meditate and they sit on a cushion for 10 minutes and they don't talk like, no, (laughs) that's not going to be enjoyable for you. If it's not going to create something that you want to turn into a habit and do again, then that's definitely not a good place to start. We want to start with something that feels good so that we're encouraged to do it again. Of course, you know, that's really why Liberate exists. So if you want more accessible ways to explore mindfulness, we have one minute meditations, we have PDF journaling prompts, we have Liberate Method classes, so you can kind of dip your toe into all the different modalities in 10 minutes and then say, okay, I liked journaling, I didn't like meditation, now I'm going to go do more of that and really find what works for you because it's definitely not one size fits all. And I think that's why some people don't get into it or are intimidated by it or decide they don't like it because maybe they've been told that they have to do something a certain way for it to be effective. And I do not agree with that. Yeah, no, I love that. And especially what you said too, you know, if like people have this picture where you have to be like there and sitting on a cushion and doing whatever, that you're almost already kind of breaking the stereotypes with how we've had this conversation today of making mindfulness into a social activity, right? That's usually the opposite of what you think. And so it's like, it doesn't look any certain way um, and find the way that best fits you. Right, because I mean, the, the current way or the way that people have been doing mindfulness practices for the past you know, few hundred years is wonderful, but I feel that it only serves a certain group of people who are comfortable with that more like woo-woo nature, that more still nature, whatever you want to call it. And so that's great for them and for us. But what about everybody else in the world who wants to explore mindfulness and just isn't down to do it that way? Like there has to be another way to do it that kind of meets people in the middle. So that's what we're, we're aiming to do at Liberate. Yes. I love that so much. Well, thank you for joining today. Thank you for all your great tips. Where can people find you, take their first class, all of that? You can find us at Liberate Studio on Instagram. It's liberatestudio.com. We have this free seven-day trial for our online membership. So if you want to try out our methods, some of our classes, some of our journaling prompts, you can find all of that on our website. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, Liv. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.